Hello and welcome to this Farm Advisory Service podcast. Today we're at Balnellan Farm. Balnellan is one of 12 soil nurture network farms throughout the country and I'm joined today by Gavin Elric, a soils and drainage specialist with SAC Consulting. Dr. Paul Hargreaves, grassland researcher, has a background in uh, soil science. And the farmer here, James Milne. I'd just like you first to introduce yourselves. Gavin, if you'd like to. Uh, Gavin Elric, soils drainage specialist, here today to talk about digestates and the other organic manures, uh, based in Tariff in Aberdeenshire. Uh, Paul Hargreaves, I'm a grassland researcher, like I said, background in soils, I'm based down at the SIUC Dairy Research Centre down in Dumfries, and basically I'm here to talk uh, about um, soil, soil biology and the effects of uh, some of the uh, use of soils on that biology, and also I'm going to be digging a few walls later. Also. That's great. And James, then, would you like to tell us a bit about yourself and a bit about the farm here too? Yep, this is James Mel. <coughs> We've been farming here for 15 years and uh, started off as a big contractor spreading lime, as I mentioned earlier, which uh, we did throughout the northeast. But at the moment, we're farming about 650 acres. We're growing about uh, 300 acres of barley, 100 acres of oats, and carrying a herd of 180 cows at the moment. And uh, we spread slurry for the McPherson's, which basically comes from Glenferic Distillery. We kept very busy at that. If we, when we empty the tank, they keep filling it. So it's, uh, we're finding it is a bit of a benefit so far, but uh, actually we're waiting on some figures just to give us a right accurate, which we actually are benefiting from the stuff. But we've only been using it, uh, the digestive, for one year, so it's a bit early on to say the exact like money-wise that we're getting benefit with. Cut back and fertilise a fair bit. That's about the only thing that we can see at the moment. And another year might be different because it couldn't be different really. And I'll put that out to everyone then. Is that the biggest benefit you can get from using organic manures and reducing the fertiliser? That's the, using organic manures, the key element is to reduce the bought-in fertiliser bill. Um, and if you use them correctly, that, that should be the case. The other sort of side benefits, depending on the type of organic manures, are um, there's a fair bit more organic matter, and there's also a lot of micronutrients um, other than the, the, the main nitrogen, uh, phosphate, and potash, which we're which we're usually targeting for the cost benefit. And I would agree with that. And on the soil biology, the more organic material put in, in the, then hopefully helping your soil biology and the diversity of the biology within the soil which is useful for nutrient take up however you've got to be aware when you are adding uh, organic material that it does it may well uh, lock up especially in the first uh, year or two some of the uh, nitrogen that you're also applying so you need to be aware of that as far as uh, crop growth what are, are, are there any negatives, or James, have you found any negatives? Since yeah, the, the application is, is uh, at the moment been always done by splash plate, which we are seeing that it's uh, very uneven, and if this is a total disaster on crops, mm. we'd have to go down the route of using the trail and shoe. And we have invested in a trail and shoe, and it's on the yard to be able to see if anybody wants to see it. And we find it's slower, much slower job, but it's... Uh, very accurate at the job. 
you, you're placing it right at the base of your uh, plant there, right where it needs it, so you're not spreading it across a large area. And you should be getting a more accurate uh, well, application. Well, two, two things again. We had written complaints from the uh, householder, mm. so had, we had eventually to change anyway. So that was, we were more or less forced into the trailing shoe. One of the, the benefits of the trail and shoe as well, as, as well as the more accurate application, you get a higher uh, uptake of nitrogen and some of the other elements as well because they're placed, as uh, Paul said, right at the, the, the plant root and there's less uh, ammonia, so it's, it's less been mixed with the oxygen, so you're getting less ammonia losses so, into the soil. Direct injection, injection. Is, is okay, but it, is, it takes a lot of power. Yeah. The benefit over the amount of extra diesel yeah, you're burning it's, it's, and the time it takes is, yeah. I mean, basically you're only putting it a couple of, you know, yeah. inches into the soil, so actually putting it directly onto the surface, I think, works much better because yeah. also there's no chance of you uh, affecting the root growth as well of your crops. Mm-hmm. If you're putting something in that starts slicing through the ground while you're injecting, Again, there's potential for damage there, and I've seen, again, uh, probably a more on grass resins, but if you, if you do do direct uh, injection, you can get really nice lines across your field, which is not what you want. Especially if it's done up and down the slope. Yeah, if you're doing it up and down the slope, are you creating a pathway? Yeah, you can create, yeah, yeah. Yeah. heavy rainfall that yeah. will just go down the slots. Yeah. Disappeared, you end up a lake of slurry and water bottle. You don't uh, want that. So I've seen that happen before, uh, the heavy rainfall. Or at least the, if there's a drainage ditch at the bottom, uh, you start seeing that slurry glitching in on the surface, though, which is not what you want. One of the drawbacks I see with organic manures is their variability, and it's, it is essential to have accurate analysis of your uh, manures and on a regular basis, especially on farm based, because there can be differences between output from different livestock sets we have finishing cattle can have a different slurry output consistency compared to feeding cows because just their diet has been fed especially pigs or poultry from intensive areas so we need we need to be looking at it uh, accurately but the other other issue i see is quite often the the balance of nutrients when supplied with organic manures doesn't accurately match the crop's requirements. So you have to be very careful that you don't over-apply um, certain nutrients. Um, but that's also one of the benefits is, is you can aim to apply one nutrient that's full enough and you can take it out of the equation altogether and the others will you can top up from uh, bagged fertilizer to, to keep an accurate application. I mean, we've seen that as well again with the, the soil maps that you get from your soil analysis. Uh, it's interesting, uh, especially in the, the dairy uh, sector where I've uh, uh, done uh, more work, that you can almost predict from looking at a soil map of the farm where the slurry tower is, because the fields very close to that are generally quite high in P and K whereas the outlying fields where you've had to transport more of the uh, slurry to the outlying fields are probably lowering uh, P and K. So it's thinking about that balance, maybe spending a little more on fuel to get your slurry out to the outlying fields that generally are the ones you're probably going to be cutting for silage, so they would uh, benefit from that uh, P and K. But again, I would wholeheartedly agree 
the variability of the N in slurry uh, needs to be considered and it's, it's, it, you need to think about how you're going to top that up potentially with your bag fertiliser. But with your bag fertiliser, if you're just ending up buying in, uh, an N fertiliser, reducing the P and K within that, and hopefully that's saving you some money. So that highlights the importance then of getting the organic fertiliser sampled and also, I suppose, getting your soil sampled. Yes. yes. And how often do you get your soil sampled? Every three years. Every three years. Yeah. And is that the standard? Is that what? We're looking between three and five years. For grassland type farms, you'd probably be looking four to five years. For uh, arable, uh, especially intensive arable, you'd be closer to the three years. You, the reason for the, the three year gap is, is to allow any lime up applied to, to be more, more or less fully utilised so it doesn't affect the analysis when you're, you you analyse the next thing. So. Sorry, on the negative side on the digested availability of stuff, and you've got to go down the route of good storage to be able to apply it, just what you're yep. saying, the correct time of year, not when the distillers want to get rid of the stuff, because their main priority is get rid of it. They're not worried when it goes on, as long as they get rid of the stuff at the distillery. So it's up to you on the farm to get a proper storage system and you can apply it when you get the best use of it. Again, I think that's really important with the slurry and if you've got house animals, you may be storing that during the winter, but it's how you then apply it through the, the, the growing areas. The mind is set is always to try and empty your slurry tank as uh, quickly as possible so you can fill it up again, at the, you know, start filling it up and it's empty at the end of the season. But if you're just going out and dumping it then, that's basically what you are doing, just putting it onto the ground. It, it really works best when you're focusing it on specific growing times uh, during the year. That's one of the things I've seen as well with the especially with the trail and shoe and the tram lines and crops, growing crops, you can actually, if you get the proper width of trailing boom, then you can match them with your tram lines. And if the weather conditions and soil conditions are right, then you have an opportunity to apply it at the, at the growing, growing point at, uh, in cereals as well as on grassland, it's, which is one of the things we need to be looking at as well, because there's a lot of benefit can be obtained in saving uh, P and K especially on on the, the cereals. So right, you've got the storage again. Yes, yeah, the, the, the storage is, a, is, is probably a forgotten about cost. It's, yes, uh, yeah. it's we'll all look at the spreading as the cost, but the reality is it's storage and spreading to, to maximise the benefit you're going to get from. Everybody's given the impression that you're just going to get a tanker of this on in and it'll go straight onto the field, but I can bet that that's rarely the uh, the situation. Next month. For example, when it's pouring a rain, they'll be saying, have you got any room for it? Yeah. They'll become a trundling in there. Yeah. Maybe nine lorries in, in and one. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Grand Pave distillery, for example, nine tanker loads every day. Every day. And we'll, we'll take out what we can. But they'll say, they'll just, they'll just get a phone call and they'll say, right, can we take in X amount? Because there's no the tanks empty at the moment, you see. Mm-hmm. And once the weather becomes for applying to the land, you see, everybody else will say, no, we don't want it, yeah, yeah. you see, they'll come here and they'll fill up the tank, you see, but then we'll say, okay, about that as well now, and we'll put it on when we want to put it on, yeah. not when you want to do stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's essential. Yeah. Uh, you've got to have a leverage for that stuff, 
And again, I think it's important, especially the end content of your digest it. Because again, I've seen analysis of some of this, that it's not much better than slurry really. So as far as compensating from bag fertiliser, yes, you're taking some of that component out, but it's not taking the whole of it out, so you're still going to need some kind of bag fertiliser, but even on your grassland as well. And will it have an impact on the pH in your soil? I think that it is, it is compared to bag fertiliser, it's less acidifying. Um, so it's, it's, it's slower than reducing, the, it will reduce the pH eventually, but, but generally they're, they're more neutral, so that you have less of an issue with losing lime through the, the action of the ammonium nitrate, because they're, they're mainly organic nitrogen. But there is, especially with digestate, it's got a high, tend to have a high content of available nitrogen, so, so that, that is the ammonium nitrate factor, or ammonia fraction, which will acidify, but it's, the one, the Samples I've seen you get, get pHs about eight, so so you're you're, you're not acidifying, so it's it's, it's going to have a beneficial effect on that over time. So, but it's it's not going to reduce your need for lime because the weather will wash out the lime and then the crops will take some up. So you will you will gradually have to, but it possibly will slow down the requirement. I still think testing for pH of your soils is an important yeah. component of your regular soil analysis because time and again we tell people, we try and demonstrate this, that a lower pH will affect your yields and it's something that's relatively straightforward to do. Yes, it might be an extra expense but for the amount of uh, increase in your yield then it should be covering Cost really. And what are the target pH? pH target for? pH for crops ten, is around about 6.2, and grassland 5.8 and above. And if you have over the grassland, you were looking for at least six. At least six. Yeah. Some of these targets, they are targets. They might be the, the slightly more difficult to achieve the closer you get into those targets but it's not as though they're, uh, they're uh, arbitrary targets it's something that you should really try and think about because again even in grassland people think well we can get away with the, 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 the pH dropping, we're still getting grass growing, it's not as though we're losing the grass entirely but it's the, it's the yield and potentially the quality of the grass that you're, you're losing the other thing is, as well as the crop that you're growing, um, is the for the efficiency of the conversion of the nutrient for the, for the plant for uptake form, is the is the, the pH the pH of the six and above is, is targeted to enable nitrogen and phosphorus now to be it's approaching its maximum availability and that maximum certainly in its most useful availability in, in Scottish conditions. So. That is one of the reasons, as well as the, well as the plants, you're, you're looking at the availability of the nutrients. The more efficiency you can get into the system, the, the more the pH is on, ta- on target. One of the things on, on analysis we probably should mention as well is, is using the collect, correct um, uh, analysis methods for, for phosphate. For the Scottish conditions, for acidic soil rock types, we, we should be looking at the modified Morgans to to uh, get it compared to the when you're in alkaline soil types like in England or maybe the Macher soils in, in Scotland, you'd be looking at the Olsen analysis method, which is, is really key because a lot there's been some work done recently 
working acceptance oil types have lock up phosphate more keenly than others and you have to manage them where maybe adding some more phosphates is the key the key component is to make sure that your soil is analysed with the, the, the method that is relevant for that, that soil type. That reflects the availability to the plant. So if you get the wrong analysis, then you may well think that there's a lot more be available, but it's actually locked up in your soil, so uh, you, the plants aren't getting the benefit of that. So if someone is listening here now and they're uh, looking at spreading digestive on the, on the land, what are the main things that they should look out for? Well, the time of year that they're putting it on, they need, they need to put in an upper storage system first, number one. So otherwise, all these, as I said earlier, the, the supply tends to come at the wrong time of year. So you've got to have a storage system, or else you can be put on and go walking down the rivers, and then you have SEPA coming along and saying, this is what we've found. So again, we, we are always monitored by SEPA at the moment, and uh, that would be one thing you'd have to watch, I would say, definitely. And as we always mentioned, soil analysis is number one. Yeah. And go by the rules, do not put it on, or oh, the grass is growing extremely well, so we put on one application and then we can get more, so we just keep, keep putting it on in another application, another application, and as we were saying earlier, you have no idea when it's too much mm. at the moment, mm. so that's a wee bit worrying on the digested side of the Key key point as well is knowing the analysis of the digestate that you get, what, what are all the nutrients and the micronutrients as well, as, and make sure that you know how much you're applying of each of the nutrients. Because especially if you're in an NVZ area, you can quite quickly overgrow your your your, your limit. So one application at a certain size will probably put you close to the limit, depending on the analysis of the. The digestate. Some of the digestates are, are very high, high level ni- or total nitrogen. So you, you need to be careful and you need to know what you're applying. Right. They do insist to you get your soil analysis done. Yeah. Before, well, some of them, sorry, some of them, depends the type of sludge you're taking. Some are actually don't need a soil analysis. But the types that we are taking in at the moment, we have to have a soil analysis. Right. And that is monitored by SEPA. The digested on its own uh, doesn't need a SEPA license and there's no soil analysis and there's no monitoring the stuff. But you're saying nobody has any idea what they're applying. Yeah. It's just blind at the moment. This is something that has to be addressed, I would yeah. say. No, I would That's agree. Really well, well, for two reasons. For the SEPA reasons, you don't want to be over applying your, your, your nitrogen, whether you're in a, an MVZ or not. But uh, also, if it's relatively low in nitrogen, then you might be putting on, you know, more or less dirty water that's not actually providing the nutrients for your crop to grow. So uh, you're not going to get the yield that you're expecting. But, uh, well, that's, uh, at the moment. It works on digestive because you get the benefit of the, the nutrients yeah. of mm-hmm. digestive, but when they come with the, the other type of sludges, which uh, yeah. it's normally the, the quite good they'll bargain with you yeah. to take so much uh, of the other stuff. That's, that's one of the things, we get, we'll get an analysis of the Balnell and cattle slurry mix, and when you compare it to the standard cattle slurry, there's a lot less nutrient. So you're getting stuff that's actually diluting the value your existing slurry so it's mm. if you're getting that stuff on its own it, it's 
you're just more or less watering the it's grass. It's not viable. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not viable. No, no. That's what I've before of analysis of this. The, the end levels are really quite low. In K, you're probably mm-hmm. okay, but uh, yeah, for N, which is the main nutrient that you need for your crop to grow and where you're trying to target it. If you're thinking you're targeting several, you know, meter, you know 50 meter cubed of uh, digest it and it's really not providing the end that you need for that crop to grow, then that's where you, you either need it. You would need to add your, your bag fertilizer to that to help it along or add your own slurry on mixed in with it, or you're going to see a reduction in your yield, which is not what you want really. I think we've always said that, it's, it's a variable product, mm, yeah, yeah. The, the digest it or the, we, we tend to mix it because it was easier to apply it because yeah, the yeah. cover slurry was too thick, so we, yeah. but when we get this stuff to put in, you're using it as just a, a, di- a diluted kind of got to be aware of these these elements and, and the price and this product is if you're taking we're taking that in the, the, the belief and you just you just spend an order money spreading something it's not doing you any benefit yeah. that's great um any final words well one final thing that we it, a lot of folk are not aware of if you're applying these digestive tosplatters or any other type of thing the farmer must take out an insurance because if you get a runoff or or apply it to somebody else's land, you've got to be insured for the job. The main thing, as we mentioned a few times, is correct analysis, digested, and any of your farmyard and yours is worthwhile, even on an annual basis, just to check if you changed your management system and then just to develop so you know what you're applying. There's uh, somebody who's interested in uh, this whole physical structure as well. I think the more times you're running across your field putting digestate on, especially in wetter conditions, then the more chance that you are of causing damage to the soil structure as well, which again will reduce your yield of your both grassland and your cereals crops as well. Well, that's back to the storage again. That's it, yes. Being able to apply it when you want. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening. You can find more information on the Farm Advisory Service website. Is there any technical answers you want here? Certainly, for the organic manures, uh, especially digested, you're looking at TN699, the technical note, and the technical note TN650 for livestock manures. Now, all of these technical notes can be found on yes. the Farm Advisory yeah. Service website. Yes. Yeah. Okay, thanks very much for listening.